Welcome to the Mead Musings Podcast. Here we open discussions on everyday hidden issues. Relationships. We focus on helping people see the light at the end of the tunnel. This podcast is available on YouTube and your favorite podcast platform. Please subscribe. Welcome to another episode of the Mead Musings Podcast. Today, I have a very special guest. He is someone I really admire and listen to his podcast all the time. Now I've got him today and he talks a lot about relationships, about love and mental health. So welcome to the Make Musings podcast. Please introduce yourself, my mystery guest. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for having me. I really, really appreciate it. Uh, my name is Tyrone Dixon, and I'm the host of the Quality of Love podcast. And my podcast, it centers around, like you said, mental health, relationships, and love. How I developed and came up with the podcast is I was working with youth who were underserved in my community, and I kept hearing things like they were bad kids, they were really bad kids. And what I realized through working with these youth was that they weren't really bad kids. They just didn't have the structure and love that I felt was necessary for them to be successful. So I kind of thought about that and I thought about how I can help and how I can infuse myself in the situation. And what I came up with pretty much was the Quality of Love podcast. It's a place where we talk about mental health. We talk about love. I give a love nugget once a week and I also answer questions about love, mental health, as well as narcissism, which is a very, very popular topic nowadays oh i love that introduction yes narcissism is at the center of uh, discussions these days but before we delve into the questions for today who is the man tyrone i like to consider myself someone who is ever growing right i'm all i'm always trying to learn I'm always looking for ways to improve and better myself uh, because I want to leave a lasting legacy for my children. I have two daughters uh, by my wife, Ivana Dixon, Abigail Nyla Mae Dixon and Gabrielle Frankie Denise Dixon. And as I continue to evolve and continue to grow as a man, one of the things that I I realize is that I want to be the best dad that I possibly can be. And that's something that's that's driven me since Abigail got here. She's two. She'll be three in April, my baby. And that's something that's driven me since 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 she got here. So going on three years now where um, beyond anything else, beyond any of my roles that I play, uh, my businesses and all of the good things that I have going on, I want to be the absolute best father to my children that I can be. So I think that's where if, if I start anywhere, that's where I would start. The man that wants to be the best father he possibly can be. Oh, that's so nice to hear. Being the best father to your kids and being a husband and a businessman and you also have like this youth that you're actually supporting and that's the inspiration behind your podcast right yes yes yep i worked so for about three years um i worked with youth that were underserved so when i say underserved youth in our community uh it means in the states it means youth that get in trouble um so they may get in trouble with the law truancy, which means skipping school. They may have issues with their parents or drugs. They may be using drugs at a very young age. The population that I actually started off working with were kids that were ages 12 to 18. And I had this idea and this thought process that I was going to go in there into my place of employment at the time. And I was going to save these youth. What in fact happened as a result, like I said, the quality of love came out of it. These youth helped me to understand that 
love was much deeper than than I had known and putting structure in people's lives could really, really create positive outcomes. Thank you. So how has your podcast been since you started? It has been phenomenal, actually. It's funny if I could give you guys a little backstory. My podcast, I, I actually had it in the waiting for about two years. So I, my first 50 episodes of the Quality of Love podcast actually had pre-written and pre-scripted. I had just sat it in, in my little corner for about, about two years. And um, then the pandemic happened. And once the pandemic happened, I actually got furloughed from my job, which gave me a lot of time to to kind of get busy and do things. And one of my very good friends, his name is DJ Skinny. He pushed me to do it. He was like, you might as well just do it. You have all the content and the material and, and it, it's ready and good to go. And it's good stuff. First, I'm like, no, no, I don't want to do it. I'm, I'm hesitant. I don't want to put myself out there like that. Um, but after about a month or so, he, he finally got me to do it and release my first episode, which it, it's been amazing ever since. And I always say this and it's, it's crazy, but I wasn't even going to do the quality of love for another two years. I was going to wait about four years to do it. Pandemic actually kind of forced it to be put more of the forefront of my mind. But I'm just so thankful and blessed that I ended up doing it because I've been met amazing people like you and I've gotten so much knowledge and wisdom and I've gotten so much responses and people telling me that I've helped them that it's it's just amazing. Yes, the quality of love podcast is another great product of the pandemic. As I would <laughs> yes. say yes. I mean because you would have still be hiding uh in the background for another two years at the pandemic not happened so yeah yeah that's absolutely right so going to my episode for today my questions will be targeting four main categories of people and these are the people who are single and happy in themselves (laughs) (laughs) yes because there's some people who are just single and happy being single and then there are those people who are just starting a relationship. And then there are those who are already in a relationship. And then Uh there are those who are already married. And then there are those who are in abusive relationships. So I think that's more than four. (laughs) (laughs) The the good thing is I cover all those spectrums. So I've all in the past. So I think I'm the right guy for that. Oh, I love that. So to my first question, which is targeted at those who are single, you talked about narcissistic behaviors. And is it possible to practice self-love and self-care without being tagged narcissist? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Without So just for clarification, without being called a narcissist right yes oh yeah absolutely i think it's the term narcissist is is popular it's it's what we call a buzz term in my field so what that means is people will throw it around a lot just to just to make it seem like you're a narcissist i my personal belief is that you can only be a narcissist when you try to isolate someone from others like their family their friends when you try to make them codependent on you and then you also put them down right? So you never identify their needs. You never want to actually help them succeed and be successful in life. So those are characteristics of a narcissist. And I think when you talk about self-love and self-care, and even like you said a little earlier, enjoying being single, 
there's nothing wrong with any of that. Those none of those are tied to narcissistic traits. And in fact, I encourage all of that. Right. If you're happy, single, stay single. Don't force yourself to be in a relationship because of society. And when it comes to self-love and self-care, the things that I try to tell my clients to look into and to explore are things like yoga and meditation, things that typically in relationships, they're taboo. Or like if you grew up in a uh, like a black community, you don't look at yoga and meditation as something that's deeply healing and can deeply connect you with yourself. But those are the things that I often refer my clients to, because when it comes to self-care and self-love, it's all about being happy with yourself and who you are and the energy that you project not caring or not really giving a care what society says or not following society's standards. Oh, yes, definitely. You don't have to follow for society's standards. If you are happy being single, I'm also of the opinion that you should stay single and enjoy your your company. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Because then yeah. society, right, they try to tell you, oh, you need to be in a relationship. You need to be married. You need that. And I think a lot of people try to force, force that kind of force a round peg into a square hole. And it's just not realistic. It isn't. No, not at all. Those people who are single and happy with their lives, how can they improve on self-care? I would say continue to to do the things that you enjoy, continue to do the things that you like. And if you haven't identified those things right now is a perfect time to do so. Right. We're in a pandemic. We have a lot of downtime. So right now is the perfect time for you to identify the things that you truly like to do. Right. If you really like to watch TV or you really like a particular TV show, then watch that TV show and don't be afraid to binge watch it. Right. Do the things that you really enjoy doing and that bring you happiness, because what happens when we get it, when we get deeply involved in self-care and self-love, we start to think about, OK, how might how might my cousins think or how about how might my sisters or brothers or mom, whoever think about what I'm doing when in fact, self-care and self-love is like it doesn't even matter what anyone thinks that I'm doing as long as I'm happy. And as long as I'm enjoying my life, then I'm going to continue to push forward. So continue to do the things that make you happy. And if you haven't done the things that make you happy, find and identify those things and do more of them. Oh, yes. Doing more of those things that make you happy. Either it's binge watching TV, either Mm. it's running, either it's going for a walk, either it's eating, either it's cooking. But don't yes. eat too much. Don't. Yeah, not too much. And by the way, that that actually that's a good point when it comes to self-care and self-love as well. I would also encourage you to get exercise into your routine because I firmly feel that the physical exercise is connected to your mental state. Right. So when you when you feel like you're in good shape, you're eating the right foods, you're getting exercise in, then you're not as heavily affected by the outside world, especially in a pandemic, right? There's so much stress floating around, so much stress going around. Incorporating exercise and a proper diet into your routine will help you kind of fend off a lot of that stress that's taking people under nowadays. Oh, thank you so much. Yes, my next question is on behalf of the class of people who are single and just starting a relationship. You know, when you're just starting a relationship, it is vital to meet up regularly, go on dates and spend quality time getting to know each other. Mm -hmm. But in a world ruled by a pandemic right now, 
especially like in a situation where there's a lockdown, like in my country, it's not just easy to, to carry out these activities. Mm-hmm. So what other ways can you suggest for people to get over this um, hurdle? Since you put me on a little bit earlier, pre-interview with the <laughs> fact that you guys are really locked down. It's, it's not the American lockdown. You guys are really locked down. Yeah. Um, I think it's, in this in this day and age, you've got to get creative. And yeah. by getting creative, I mean, you have to do things like have Zoom dates, like like how we're very much how we're talking on Zoom right now. Zoom is a free platform. So you got to you got to get creative with your dating and get on Zoom and do a Zoom date night where maybe you cook dinner at your house and your mate cooks dinner at their house. But you're coming in to the Zoom meeting and you're sitting down, you're eating together and you're talking about your day and how everything went. The other thing that I would invite people to do when it comes to, um, especially in the pandemic, is identify a TV show or a game that you guys like to play together. Like, do you guys play Uno over there? Uno? What's that? It's no. a car. It's actually a card game, which is it's it's very simple, but it's very fun. So I will I'll send you the information after after we get off. It's a very simple yet fun card game that, in fact, if you have an entire family, you can play it. But what you can do is you can set up Zoom meetings and play card games together or board games, any type of games, trivia games, anything that'll connect you or keep that connection. Because what happens is the longer that you spend time apart, especially when you're first dating, the less you are interested in in being with someone. Right. And the more you start to feel lonely and the more you start to question your decisions. I love the idea of having Zoom dates and uh... Maybe you cook in your house. Yeah, you cook in their own house. Yeah. And yeah, you just sit down there and you eat and you talk about your day, what your day is gone. It's just like a normal date. It's just like you are not physically together. That yeah. is something that is quite attractive. And yeah. also um, this idea of uh, board games. Yes, it's quite interesting. Yeah. And- we're watching a film together. You could sit in your own house and he sits in their own house mm-hmm. and you both enjoy the same movie together. So that's really good to know. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So I've, I've, I've actually done it with a few American clients that I've had. I've, I've encouraged them to do so. And it's gone really well because again, that we miss that connection piece, right? We miss just being around each other and being in each other's kind of air, air or whatnot. But this may be Zoom, may be the way of life for at least the next year or so. So that's something that we have to prepare for and we have to keep that connection strong. Definitely. Yes. And it's quite important to keep the connection and to keep the conversation going at all times because communication is the bedrock of any relationship. Yes. 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 So you have to be able to communicate. You have to be able to express yourself. Okay. Yeah. Today I don't feel great. And if you need, I mean, just need to talk to somebody, talk to your partner, talk to your friend, talk to anyone that is available to speak to at that time. Yeah. Yep. And even to that point, you you want to make sure that the person that you talk to establishes that safe space, right? That you can say whatever you want to say within that space, because there's a lot of things floating through our head with the pandemic going on. Oh, yeah. Thank you so much. No yes, problem. I knew you are the person to tackle this kind of problem. <laughs> See? Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to the next group of people, and that's the people who are already married 
you know, sometimes it's just too much when you are constantly together. <laughs> you don't yes, have yes. time for yourself, especially when you have children. Sometimes when you have children, you're both working from home and you're constantly in each other's faces all the time. It just gets to you and it gets too much. So how can this kind of people, how can they have handle things in a way that still fosters that relationship and grows that relationship and uh, nourishes their marriage? Absolutely. This this is a difficult question because I can marry people. I'll feel you. Whoa, boy. When you stuck around this spouse for 24 seven, that could be very, very difficult and not having that outlet, which is it's important to actually create that outlet for your spouse and for your partner. So create opportunities to go outside, even if it's for exercise. Right. So have a, a time established within the day where maybe your partner takes on the kids for a certain amount of time so that the other partner can go out and take a walk and get some fresh air. 20 minutes or so you don't need more than 20 minutes to kind of just have silence if you know if you live a parent life that 20 minutes of silence is, is very very refreshing um but just clear your head allow that safe space and then when that partner returns home allow the other partner to do the same thing whether that's exercise just going out to talk to someone or, or something along those lines but it's very important that you actually and i think this is a very undervalued part of relationships but you actually have time to miss each other Right. Because yeah. when you're in one another's face, 24, 7, 365, you don't you don't have that opportunity to miss and reflect on the things you love about your partner. So that's the first place that I would start. The second area that I would invite partners to go into now, is something called emotional intelligence and what emotional intelligence is, it's it's having a self-awareness of the emotions that arise within you and that make you upset, right? So what might trigger you about your partner or what might make you a little upset about your partner? Because if you're around somebody 24 seven, I can guarantee you at some point in time, they're going to make you upset or they're going to trigger you, right? Understanding that, but then also understanding that to how to manage those emotions. So learning like, okay, I know I'm frustrated right now, but how do I manage these emotions, right? The next area is having a social awareness. So having an awareness that your partner is also experiencing heavy emotions. So that means just as much as you're frustrated about being around your partner 24-7, they're probably as frustrated about being around you 24-7 as well. And you got to be empathetic to that. And then the final part of emotional intelligence is relationship management. And relationship management is just that, right? Managing your relationship with your spouse for healthy outcomes, because we're in this crazy time. We have layers of stress on top of everything else that typically goes on in our life. And in a lot of cases, especially if you're working, your job is trying to make you live and work like everything is normal when we're not in a normal time. Absolutely. Thank you so much. I love that. Absence makes the heart grow fonder. And I also like you talking about emotional intelligence. It's quite important to be able to understand your partner's emotions and empathize with them. Mm -hmm. Yes, as much as you are feeling frustrated that you are there 24-7, you are in each other's faces, your partner is also feeling the same way. And it's getting frustrated as well. So you're able to 
come to an agreement to say, okay, maybe I need to just take a 10 minutes break and mm-hmm. just walk away from, I mean, and always recognize when the sparks are about to start flying. Yeah. Always maybe tell each other, I'm, I'm getting to my breaking point. Just mm-hmm. give me a break right now, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which in, in going back to what I said a little earlier, you have to establish that safe space within your relationship. There has to be a safe space where where your partner can say, you know what, you you getting on my last nerve now. You need I need 10 minutes. I need to walk away and then we'll come back and finish this conversation. And you got to be receptive to that, because if you keep pushing and prodding, then you're not helping the situation in any way, shape or form. Thank you so much. And the last set of people, are the people who we understand are in abusive relationship and they cannot get away from that relationship for whatever reason. How can they manage things better? I understand quite a few people do end up getting hurt in such situations, but Mm -hmm. how can we help them to handle situations better that it doesn't result in loss of lives Mm -hmm. the first thing that i would invite them to do and this is a very very serious situation so i definitely want to want to put that out there first i've I've known and worked with women um, that have been in abusive relationships and they do not end well because it's a spectrum when you're when you're in an abusive relationship it may start off with one thing and it just continues and continues and continues to progress into a certain area and the area typically is negative. So first thing that I would say is to seek social support. So, so try to seek people that have had the experience of being around or with someone who's emotionally or even physically abusive and see what tips and techniques that they've used that'll help you to, to overcome. The second thing that, that I would invite you to do is understand that you should be patient with yourself Right. So it's not your fault that someone else would take the opportunity or take advantage of you in a way of abusing you, whether that's emotionally or physically. So you got to be really, really patient with yourself and practice positive self-talk. Right. You're not you're you're worthy. You're not worthy of getting beaten on. You're worthy of having love. You're worthy of being accepted. You're worthy of having your needs met. All of these things are very, 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 very important to tell yourself. Because when you're in an abusive relationship, you can be really, really down on yourself for the fact that someone else is abusing you. And then also understand that in abusive relationships, it takes up to seven times to leave the abuser, right? So if you run into a situation where you left this person that's abusing you a couple of times and then you went back to them, don't think that all hope is lost or it's over. Because it takes, on average, again, seven times to really, really leave that person that's abusing you. And I just have to say this other piece. Um, try to get try to get help seriously for you and the abuser. Um, if you can't get help for the abuser, get help for yourself and try to seek those um, restraint orders if you can. And then a psychological help. Thank you so much for sharing that. Yes, I... Like the part where you said they need to seek social support and mm-hmm. help for themselves or for the abuser or for either one of them or yeah. for both of them. Yes, um, here in UK, we have this National 
domestic abuse helpline. They mm-hmm. offer web chat for help in recognizing abuse. And they also offer support for women and young people. And they have a number. Uh, the number is 0808-2000-247. And I think it's the same number globally. You just need to use the international code for your local area. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, there's always a help available online. Yes. Just get online and speak to somebody. And if you're not able to get online, maybe call your emergency number and speak to somebody on the phone. By the time you speak to somebody, it helps you to calm down mm-hmm. and think outside the box, you know. Yes. Sometimes that's all you need at that moment in time for one of you to be able to think outside the box and once you're able to get help from an external party that might be the lifesaver that you need for yourself and for your for the abuser it might be that time they just need just one second or two seconds to calm down so yes Yes, you hit it nail on. And please don't I I have to say this. Don't don't feel like you lost hope or don't feel hopeless because there are a lot of people like you just said out there that suffer through this and just getting a different perspective from calling someone is awesome. Yeah, thank you. What advice would you have for anyone at this time? Absolutely. A couple of things I like to say. First of all, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate you being a part of your series. You're welcome. I want to say a couple of things. The first thing I always said on the quality of love podcast, but I really, really believe this. And this is kind of my motto when it comes to life, the quality of love and relationships that you have in your life determines the quality of your life. So what that means broken down is that you have to really, really evaluate the relationships that you have with people in your life, rather that's a um, husband and wife, friends, brothers, sisters, people that you work with, your children, any relationships that you have in your life, you have to really, really evaluate these relationships and be brutally honest with yourself and ask, is this relationship beneficial, right? Is it so is it something that's adding to you? Or is it a relationship that's taking away from your life? Or is it sucking your energy out of you? If it is sucking your energy out of you, I would invite you to reevaluate the relationship. Because you can't continue to pour into someone and I don't, it it can be your children. You can't continue to pour into someone and not be replenished yourself. Um, I actually do like your closing on your podcast. Yes, ma'am. It's always very important. Yes. And also, how can people actually improve their mental health as well? Right now, I think the best thing that you can do to improve your mental health, and I I do this myself, which is another thing that I'm I'm thankful that the pandemic brought about. I really used to be a book nerd and loved reading. But since since I've had children and got married, it kind of fell to the back burners. But that reading and now audio books is awesome, too. I've gotten into audio books in the last month or two, but (laughs) reading, reading and audio books, I'm telling you guys, if you can get into it. It is very, very beneficial for your mental health. And you can, any topic of discussion is available via audiobook or via reading. Um, but 
anything you like, anything you want to improve on, anything you've had an idea about like, oh, well, maybe I might want to look into real estate down the line or I might want to look into being a business owner. Anything that you can think of is in a book or on an audio book. So the best way to improve your mental health right now is to dive deep into books about things you're very curious about. Yes, I'm one of those people who actually do love audiobooks. I get Alexa to read things to maybe in my sleep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, it sinks into my subconscious mind. Yes. Yeah. Well, actually, I've heard that. Does that really happen? Because I have I had a friend of mine that and I know this is a little off script, but a friend of mine, he he listens to audio books before he goes to sleep. And he said that really helps with retaining the information from the book. Yeah, it does. Really? Really? It It, it works. And even in my sleep, I wake up sometimes when I hear a particular word. I'm like, oh, wow. Um, wow. Yes. Yeah. Nice. I, yeah. <laughs> See, look, you got me on the show interviewing me, and then you dropping <laughs> jewels on me, girl. Look at you. Yeah, it does. Yeah, I love. Nice. Thank you. I got to start you. doing that. Yeah, do that, and you just—I mean, just experiment it for two days. It might not work for everybody. I really don't sleep so deep. When anything happens, I hear. I'm like, oh my god, yeah, hear that in my sleep. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. Thank you for yeah. that. I really do appreciate it. Yeah, you're welcome. So thank you so much for sharing all this information on my podcast. But um, where can listeners who are interested in following your podcast, where can they connect with you? Yes, you can follow us on all platforms. It's the Quality of Love podcast. Uh, We're on Apple, Spotify, all the major platforms. We're also on Buzzsprout. You can also feel free to follow me. My name is Tyrone Dixon on Facebook or at CEO underscore ATC on Instagram or Twitter. I'm always active on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. It's it's something that I've, it's one of my New Year's goals. So I'm, I'm going to be real active on social media this year to try to put myself out there a little more. So please feel free to engage with me. I love engagement. Also feel free to shoot any questions that you guys want answered on my, on my podcast to tqlp20 at gmail.com. Again, tqlp20 at gmail.com and I'll make sure I get you guys those questions answered for you guys anonymously, by the way, on every Wednesday episode. Oh, brilliant. Thank you so much for your time and hope to have you back sometime. Yes, anytime. Thank you so much for having me. I love making new friends. Yeah. A big thank you to all our listeners who have been sending us messages through the message link. I would like to thank everyone who has listened in so far and contributed to this podcast. Thank you so much. We couldn't have done anything without you. Keep listening. Keep sharing. Keep downloading and keep liking. Thank you again.